0: back to another episode of quick spin the auto week podcast it gets the essence of the automobile today we are talking about the mercedes-benz eqb 250 that's got right, the electric little crossover from our friends over at mercedes-benz you can take a look at this eqb 250 on our instagram page right now that's at AutoWeek usa and hey while you are out there why don't you head over to our facebook page and click that like button there we go all the great auto week content sent directly to you we're going to spend a ton of time talking about this EQB in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Rodentrack Track Cruise Big & Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Rodentrack Track Cruise Big & Fast Cars is a license for fun. RodenTrack Track Cruise Big & Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Tom, you're here today to talk about the mercedes Benz EQB 250. That's right. Now I know the Mercedes alphanumeric number, uh, alphanumeric naming system. So that means it has at least a two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder. That's right, Tom. I'm not. I didn't do a lot of research, but
1: come on, Wes. Get with the program. This is a battery electric vehicle. This is yet another Mercedes-Benz battery electric vehicle. It's on the smaller side of all the uh, the uh, Mercedes EVs, and uh, it's it's a pretty. I got to say, a very competent vehicle. Uh, not exactly. Uh, Heavily styled, not not the best-looking SUV out there, uh, but its jelly bean form works well for the aerodynamics.
0: Well, Tom, I believe you talk maybe about its form a little bit and how it looks in your quick little walk-around, so we can jump to that right now.
1: Okay, let's talk about the all-electric 2023 Mercedes-Benz EQB 250 SUV. We would consider this a crossover because uh, it's on the smaller side, it's uh, unibody, uh, So, but they still call it SUV. This is assembled in Kecskemét, Hungary, and it is the entry-level offering among all of the Mercedes-Benz battery electric vehicles. This particular EQB 250, uh, the exterior styling is not this crossover strong suit. Uh, There are very few creases in the sheet metal. Some might call it a jelly bean, which I don't think would be a compliment. Uh, But it's the entry level EV, and um, so as a result, it doesn't have to be dramatically styled. The front end of the EQB is actually quite pleasing. Uh, While BMW and Genesis and Lexus take heat for grills that are too big or bold, uh, the EQB has arrived at a front end design uh, signature that is really inoffensive but pleasing Um, the Mercedes-Benz Tristar really is the dominant element up front the back end of the EQB is uh, is again smooth and mostly upright Uh, the distinctive element is the red brake light module that flows all the way across the back end Uh, not in necessarily straight lines more kind of gradual flowing uh, which is in keeping with the overall styling of the vehicle Now, inside the EQB250, I have not yet talked about pricing of this particular model. Uh, The MSRP is $52,750, and the sticker price of this particular model is $59,325. This is a synthetic leather that's called uh, MB-Tex. It is less expensive than real leather. I think it would hold up pretty well. When I wrote about this particular vehicle last year, I wrote that the interior is more inviting than the exterior, and I still do feel that way. But I've spent a lot more time in this model, and I've come to appreciate its layout, its quality materials, its ergonomics, its overall functionality. Uh, Yes, it's an EV, but overall you see the connection to all the Mercedes-Benz vehicles from the recent past. And for its size, the, uh, the EQB will accommodate four occupants comfortably although a, fi- a, a fifth uh, seating position in the middle of the second row uh, would make for five, but it's, it's on the smallish side, the car overall, so that would be a little bit tight, I think. Um, oddly enough, the EQB, with its 111.3-inch wheelbase, uh, will be available in the U.S. with a third row, now based on the size of this vehicle that is not an option that i would pay for because it would be comical to see um anyone over about four foot eight um sitting in that third row
0: a battery electric mercedes-benz big price How does this feel against the, you know, the competition is almost $60,000. That's a, you can get a lot of cars for that much money.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, in the Mercedes-Benz world is $60,000 in the U.S. Really all that much. Uh, You know, when mainstream, all vehicles, if if you factor everything in, including the full size trucks and the compact cars and the luxury cars and the sports coupes, uh, average price of a new car. Pushing fifty thousand dollars, Wes. So, I don't know. I tend to think sixty thousand dollars is not too bad, especially compared to what you pay for, uh, you know, a Mercedes EQS or an EQS SUV at the high end. So, um, sixty grand seems to be kind of the sweet spot where a lot of the brands have kind of landed. Be a Polestar. I mean, Polestar is a bit below that number. BMW certainly, you know, in that range
0: as well. That said, Tom, you take us on a quick little drive of this mercedes-benz eqb 250 and we're gonna go to that right now
1: this vehicle is rated at 245 miles of range uh it uh, it has 188 horsepower it has 284 pound feet of torque it is capable of 100 kilowatt dc fast charging uh and as i said i've, I've been driving this car a lot um drove it around metro detroit all the way up into northern michigan and back and i'm happy to report that i have been achieving four miles per kilowatt hour of electricity used now i've driven a lot of the newer evs and i have not reached that threshold i don't think in any of them so um, kudos to mercedes for for uh you know in real life testing four miles per kilowatt hour is a good number All right, let's take this out for a ride right now. Um, Listen to this exhaust note. (laughs) Of course, there is no exhaust note. (laughs) That's the whole point. It's quiet. I've got got the windows cracked open a little bit here on this beautiful 80 degree day in Metro Detroit. Uh, So what you're hearing is just uh, natural, natural wind coming through the vehicle. So I don't have many complaints about this vehicle, not at all. Uh, it's it, it really served our purpose well for um, a couple of family trips and very functional, uh, very comfortable and one thing I do want to complain about, I guess, or take issue with or suggest some improvements uh, is the regenerative braking, but overall EQB, a pleasure to drive, extremely easy to drive. Let's wind this up. Yeah, it uh, it accelerates very smoothly, cleanly. Um, when you accelerate coming out of a corner, there is a little bit of torque steer there. You got you gotta keep your hands on the tiller. Um, because the car is going to, there's a lot of force there. There's a lot of torque.
0: We're all about gifting experiences this holiday season rather than material objects. If you're looking for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip for yourself or a car enthusiast in your life, you need to learn more about road and track experiences. Registration for Route to Vine, road and track's upcoming rally through beautiful Northern California in February is coming to a close, but it's not too late to hit the road. They've also just launched an all-new adventure through Appalachia, Smoky 600. You'll rally through some of the most iconic roads in the country, including the Tale of the Dragon. Then you'll shift gears and tour R&T's favorite local distilleries, enjoy southern cuisine at its finest, and so much more. Learn more at experiences.roadandtrack.com. Tom, you did what I think is, uh... Impossible in the great state of Michigan. You went on the great American road trip. And by great American road trip, I mean the great Michigan road trip in an EV. I believe you went up north to the Traverse City area. I did. And uh, now I do not think that this lovely little EQB has a couple thousand miles of range. So I believe you had to charge along the way. Can you tell us about that experience?
1: Yes, uh, I charged quite a bit and took this all the way up basically to the Mackinac Bridge, all the way from the southern end of Michigan, all the way up basically to the Upper Peninsula. So that is about 240 miles. And I had to stop in Bay City first for charging. Bay City is kind of in the middle of the mitten. And um, I found a fast charger at uh, Meyer uh, This was after I had uh, looked on an app and found that there was a charger at a state park in Bay City, which I thought would be nice. Yeah, we could... We could walk by the water and enjoy, uh, you know, but of course that charger was not working. So uh, anyway, the Bay City charging was great. It took me about 45 minutes to add, uh, what was it, almost 200 miles of range. And uh, we were able to shop in the store at the time. And then, and then we were on our way and went all the way up toward uh, Petoskey and Harbor Springs, where we stayed for the next several days. We did exploring. Uh, we found a fast charger in Petoskey. Which is a beautiful little town on the water. So while it charged for forty-five minutes, uh, walked along the water, gathered rocks. Uh,
0: Do you know the the competitors? The lay of the land. What what what's this thing punching against?
1: They're going up against the BMW iX. They're going up against the Audi e-tron. Uh, some people might say it goes up against the Volkswagen ID. Four probably not. Um, possibly the Mustang Mach-E. I mean, I I could see some people cross-shopping those just just for an experience, just to see. You know, how does that work? Uh, There's also the Cadillac Lyric out there. Um, You know, there's gonna be Polestar, what is it, Polestar 3, Polestar 4. That'll be out there in the market before too long. Uh, But anyway, the point about Mercedes-Benz battery electric vehicles, they've got so many in the market, in addition to this EQB, which is at the very bottom. When you combine all those vehicles together, year to date, January to April, they've sold about 10,000 of those vehicles all together. The EQB alone is about 2,000 units. That's not a bad number uh, considering you know, January to April. And that number really does dominate. When you look at the Audi Etron, their numbers are closer to about 5,000 BMW iX. Uh, they've sold 3,100 of those. BMW i4, that's 2,400 units. Cadillac Lyric has been very slow out of the gate, but... They have managed to get some you know some more volume out into the market. So year to date, they have sold 1,400 of those, uh, which is which is some real progress for them. Volkswagen ID4, 11,300 units for the first four months of the year. And check this out—the Nissan Aria. I'm I'm not sure a lot of people would cross-shop the Aria, but they're at 3,600 units, and uh, it's—you know—they've been pretty quiet in this launch, but uh, they're getting the vehicles out there. The bottom line, though, is that uh, they all pale in comparison to the Tesla Model Y, 104,000 vehicles, Wes. Okay, that's a lot of cars. Now that's that's the Model Y, and then the Model Three, 60. 9,000 units. Okay. So, I mean, the numbers are just so lopsided compared to everything else that's in the market. We also shouldn't overlook the Chevrolet Bolt EUV. I know that's not going to get cross shop, but that's at, you know, 16,000 units. And then the Bolt hatchback is at 8,500 units. There's, there's a lot of volume there for Chevrolet. Those models are going away, unfortunately. So sorry, we got sidetracked.
0: <laughs> but it seems like the EQB is kind of gaining steam, as it were.
1: It is. It is doing well. Yeah. It is. I, you know, it's it's certainly a good entry point for any of the Mercedes-Benz customers who are looking for battery electric. Um, it's moderately priced, and uh, it's you know it's, as as I found, it's incredibly functional.
0: No, on a quick spin, Tom, we try to get to the essence of the automobile, and this EQB is no exception. So I ask, I beg, I plead. Tom, tell me, what is the essence of the Mercedes-Benz EQB 250 Plus? What's its raison d'etre? Why is anybody going to go out and buy this thing?
1: I've thought long and hard about this, Wes, and I have a, I have a good answer for you. I've, I've got a catchphrase for you. You know what this car is? This car is a wallflower with power. Uh, and I say that because it doesn't look like much. It's it's not going to win any styling contest or any design awards. Um but when you get behind the wheel and you drive it, you're going to realize what this car is about. It's it's uh, it's functional, upscale, luxury, near-luxury motoring. And uh, it, there is a place. There is a place for this vehicle in the marketplace.
0: And I think Mercedes has found it. Uh, that being said, Tom, thank you so much for driving this thing. Do appreciate it. I know it was hard going up north of Michigan having a lot of fun, but somebody has to do it. And listener, if you uh, listener, thank you for listening to this. Uh, if you could, head over to Apple podcast Store or Spotify wherever you listen to this and drop us a five star, really appreciate it. And while you're out there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button that we get all the great Auto week content sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So thank you for listening.